find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie, featuring your hosts, Forbes Riley and Charlie Fusco. In our program, you'll receive the tools you need to live a healthy and successful life, not to mention a fun one. Now, here are your hosts, Forbes Riley and Charlie. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to The Good Life. It's Charlie Fusco and Forbes. Forbes, are you out there? I am. I'm sitting here in beautiful St. Pete, sitting on the water, having a wonderful day. Wonderful. That's great. You and I haven't been on the airwaves in a little bit, so we have a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, let's see what's going on for me. So I have a really interesting new product called Cool Towels. Have you seen me do this one? I haven't. I know that you've been doing it, but I haven't seen it. You are, are way up earlier than I am. Well, it took off like wildfire. And if and when these shows run this summer, it's actually I'm going to do a little pitch on home shopping because I just I love this product. I went on for 10 minutes, Charlie. They wanted 1,000. I sold out 3,000. Next show, I sold out 9,000. I mean, it's been a really interesting little phenomenon. Towels. You take this, well, it's kind of a, a kind of a sheet kind of towel and one like a scarf. And you, now it gets hot and you get cranky. You're outside. You just want to pour a bucket of cold water in your head. Yeah. You take this towel. You wet it or you put some sweat on it or some bottled water. You snap it three times and it goes cold, like 59 degrees cold for up to two hours. Your body is like 86, 96. It's 56. You're like, okay, this is like having a refrigerator in your pocket. I actually was on a plane uh, from L.A. out here to Florida, and they did one of those sitting on the tarmac where they said open the air and close the windshades because it's going to get hot in there. Mm -hmm. And I started to have one of those, like, I'm 52 kind of panic attacks. And I thought, you know what? I got this in my bag, and I reached in. It literally folds up to nothing, and I poured that little bottle of water on it, snapped it. And I don't know that I've ever been quite so grateful. So one of the reasons I'm promoting it is, yes, it's nice if you go on HSN and buy my product. But if you're someone dealing with hot flashes, this is the answer. This sits by your nightstand. It's not dripping wet. It doesn't get your sheets all wet. And we've gotten so many thank yous. And this is brought to you by Serena Williams, Billie Jean King, women who are major athletes. That's the company. It's called Mission. They do a lot of major athletic products for real people. And this to me, Charlie, one of, next to Spin Gym, my all-time favorite product. Wow. That's a big deal. Big endorsement. We should get them on the show, apparently. Well, it's um, so funny because I, I actually just popped an email off to Josh because get this. So Josh and his partner, Chris, were both on The Apprentice. One lasted a couple of weeks, the other lasted like eight weeks, and they met doing that show. So I thought it would really be fun to have them as guests and talk about how they created this idea. There are two guys sitting in New York and how and watching this just take off the way it has. Well, that is amazing. I'll tell you, I was following you along and I'm going, but why would anyone really outside of a hot summer day want this towel? And then you said hot flashes. And I thought, okay, you know, I run a call center is one of the companies that I run. And we think it's so funny because there'll be, you know, maybe a hundred agents out there and half of them are freezing cold because the menopausal women have turned on the air conditioning so high because of their hot flashes. And the reps that are freezing cold are so scared of the women going through the hot flashes that they would rather freeze than ask if they could turn the heat on. That is such a brilliant visual. I totally can see that happening. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's like this. I'll kill you. <laughs> you know, that's pretty amazing. And you know how we're going to end up hearing about it is, and, and leads in perfectly to today's show, is we're talking about keeping up with social media. And I swear to you, this would be a product that I would find out about because a friend told me on Facebook or I heard about it on Twitter, hey, did you pop the new cool towel? And that's how I would find out about it. And it's funny how products like this are now becoming to your point so huge but they don't have the big marketing budgets and things that the you know the coca-cola brands of the world do but they're selling hundreds and hundreds of thousands because the the in internet and the social media has really made it easy to give people these products uh without really you know doing much which is you know really funny you mentioned coca-cola if you want to try a very interesting experiment 
go to Facebook, type in Coca-Cola and see how many likes they have. Then refresh it. Do you know they get like a like a second? It's freaky weird. I mean, they're up to millions of likes, but I, a friend of mine asked me to do that. I'm like, why are people compelled to like that? Why do they do that? But we're talking one or two a second. That's like, Yeah, that is crazy. It is amazing. So I'm now, and I'm glad we're doing this show today because I think a lot of us are sitting here scratching our heads going, okay, all the social media things happening very fast. Where do you spend your time? Is it Facebook? Is it Twitter? Is it LinkedIn? I mean, I have my personal favorites and a lot of opinions, but I'm not somebody who really knows. So we got some great experts today to really help understand where's the best way to spend your time, how to actually make money doing this, because why are we doing this? One, if you're lonely, that's great. But I'd like to make some cash. Well, I agree. And you know what? Let's set the stage for our listeners a little bit because there's, there's, when you talk social media, it's this huge thing. Um, we're going to be talking with Lindsay Carnett later on, and she's the president of Maven Marketing PR. And her firm specializes in answering the questions that you just posed. Do I want to be on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter? How do I grow my business? How do I make money in this thing called social media? Later on in the program, we're going to be talking with Jessica Brookshire, and she says, and, and she's one of the foremost bullying experts in the country right now. She's going school to school talking with, you know, kids and students. And there's so much in the news right now about what's going on with bullying. She says social media is at the forefront of why this bullying problem has escalated so much. So it's almost a, a negative where Lindsay's going to tell you all the positives. And I think it's a social media experiment. Every day you're finding out a new way that people are using social media. And sometimes the results are great and sometimes they're not. Um, there's this article, uh, and I think our producer shared it with you, Forbes, about the Swedish government came up with what I bet somebody at a roundtable thought was a great idea. Somehow they said, hey, we're a really big con you know, country. Why don't we as a PR to get people to come here and, and visit as a tourism uh, campaign? Why don't we give our Twitter handle at Sweden to one new uh, person every day that lives in our country? And they can tweet about whatever they want. And somehow that will promote tourism. Sounded like a good idea until little Sonia Abramson got a hold of her tweet button. I got to yeah. tell you. Well, because it's interesting. You know, you don't, you think, you, I, I love what you said. It sounded like a great idea at the time. You're right. Our producer sent this to me and I just read, I can't even say on, on, on air some of the things that she said, but she took her very biased opinions about humanity and started tweeting about them. Right. And, and she got the, you know, how many people follow at Sweden, right? Well, apparently a lot of people. And she took that power and just sort of went off uh, at the mouth. And so I'm positive that there's somebody at the Swedish government going, okay, that one backfired, you know, but it is interesting the power of this. So I've done a couple little, little researching. So I've got about 40,000 fans on Facebook on, on my fan page, which I am just loving I, from all over the world. The conversation to me late night is so much better than watching the news. But I go on some of the other sites. I go on Kim Kardashian. She's got 9 million followers. You know, every time she says something, they're like a thousand comments. People are, and it doesn't matter how you feel about her. She's just an example of how many people are interacting and find this a very viable medium. How powerful of you are you if you can get thousands of likes every time you comment on something? Well, you know, it's even, you know, and I'm addicted to a show called True Blood. My husband and I waited all year for the season opener. And I don't know how many of our listeners watched it, but it was season five's premiere. And this was big. I went to watch it with my husband, brought my iPhone with me to the couch to watch the show because oh, romantic. Yeah, right. There's no romance between my husband and I during True Blood. There's so much blood and guts and gore that we stay on opposite sides of the room. But I had my iPhone because I wanted to interact with people on Facebook and Twitter during the show because I knew they'd be commenting. And it was predicted, by the way, that um, True Blood was going to just dominate social media during this summer, you know, launch. And they were right. There was like 242,000 comments on Facebook and Twitter just on the opening on Sunday night alone. Um, it was, you know, blown away. They started tracking things like another show I watch is Game of Thrones. When they have an episode, there's like 58,000 people commenting. There's other shows in there like Boardwalk Empire. But imagine I'm sitting on the couch and there's 60,000 people, 255,000 people commenting on the show that I'm watching. Well, you know, that actually brings up something very interesting. So you imagine you're at a concert or a football game, there's 60, 80,000 people in the stands, and you can actually communicate with those people live because you could never do this before. Right. See, that's a really unique application for social media. There's unlimited things out there in the social media world that we can take advantage of it from, you know, chatting about 
cooking likes, going on Pinterest and pinning all these pictures, running and donating money at the but same time. Is, Charlie, are we spending a lot of time now glued to this computer? Yeah. I mean, I, I can tell you, my son is now nine years old. And he has found a couple of video games. And I remember thinking when they were born, oh, I hear all these stories about, you know, kids glued to the computer. I can't get him off his iPad playing these. Well, but here's the thing. I don't consider that social media because they're gaming. My kids aren't allowed to engage in social media. Social media is where they talk to other people, right? Okay, Um, right. right. But, uh, But what's interesting is I'm kind of getting down on him for doing what he does. And he's like, but mommy, you're on Facebook. Oh, yeah. No, no. I had the same thing. My 12-year-old plays these gaming things, but a lot of these gaming things now have social media things built in where you can chat to people across the country about this, like, imaginary world you created. He came to me and he said, Mom, I, I did my first blog post and I flipped out. I said, what are you talking about? You don't even have an email address. How do you blog? He goes, no, in the game, Mom. And I, I go, why are you blogging with people you don't know? And I got really hyperprotective. And he goes, well, you do it every day, Mom. Ooh, don't you love when they do that to you? I was you? like, but I know what I'm doing. How did you do it? And my husband's like, honey, it's part of the game. And it was just so insidious and seamless how it, how it happened. Um, it, so, I, you know, it's, it's a very difficult thing for me as a mom to raise kids in a digital world when, you know, I was raised outside playing, come home when the streetlights are out. And how old-fashioned are you? I'm pretty old. Well, but you know, it's so funny because we've been talking about this too. There's a whole bunch of um, organizations, not unlike a Mary Kay or an MLM, where people get together in their homes and talk about makeup and products. And I thought, I wonder why those still exist because you can go down for makeup and go to Sephora or down to CVS. And what I'm noticing is that people more and more want to have these real social interactions. Oh, absolutely. I think there's there's always going to be the need to, to be personally connected with people. And, you know, I still want to watch True Blood with my girlfriends and a bottle of wine and then talk about all the people online tweeting about it. You know, I think there's different levels of social interaction. I, I agree, but I'm, I'm excited because I'm a businesswoman and I love doing business and I'm trying to figure out the social thing because I've discovered that people like me when I'm talking about things and then you start doing business and you try to want to sell them or drive them to a website. It seems to be kind of a turnoff. So I want to really talk. I'm excited about our first guest because I'm trying to figure out that line right i agree and that's one of the reasons we had her on here we're gonna bring her on right after the break i want to encourage everyone we're talking about social media social media sites um there's a lot of ways to interact with our show uh if you want to interact live you can go to our twitter it's at forbes and charlie you can uh, follow at forbes riley at charlie fusco you can go to the goodliferadioshow.com you can find us on facebook facebook backslash the good life uh with forbes and charlie all those ways are ways that you can socially interact how it makes sense to you. And uh, it's one of the ways our show's been growing and will continue to grow. So we encourage you to do that. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Lindsay Carnett. And she's the CEO and president of Marketing Maven Public Relations. And she's going to help you, Forbes. That's all she does is she helps execute multi-million dollar PR campaigns um, for people just like you. And she's going to talk all about what to do, what not to do, and how to do it better. We'll be right back with that and more here on The Good Life. Stay with us. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you're one of the millions of people who have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or are overweight, don't join the club. It's time to leave that club. Heart Factors Plus is an all-natural supplement with ingredients proven to help lower blood pressure, cholesterol, improve blood flow, and even improve your sex life. Here is what Heart Factors users say. Hi, this is John from New Jersey, and I'm 42 years old, and I ordered your bottle of Heart Factors because of my high blood pressure. Last spring, it was 134 over 93. Now my blood pressure is 120 over 82, and the doctor got me off the medication. This stuff is really good and without any side effects. 
John dropped his blood pressure over 10 points and without the medication side effects. See if Heart Factors will work for you. Try it now free for a full 30 days. Call 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. If Heart Factors doesn't work for you, you never pay. It's that easy. Call now and get your 30-day trial. 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. Ladies, if you are worried about fine lines and wrinkles on your face and would like to get rid of them, then let me tell you about Esotique, the amazing all-natural collagen builder from Chamonix. Esotique is packed with pure antioxidants and natural collagen builders, so it doesn't hide wrinkles like other products. It effectively treats wrinkles, so your skin will be younger, healthier, and softer than ever before. And now is the perfect time to try Esotique, because for a limited time, you can try it free for 30 days. That's right. This incredible skincare is yours to try free at home for a whole month. Call 800-731-1085. 800-731-1085. And just pay shipping today. But wait, call in the next 20 minutes and Chamonix will include not one, but two free gifts. You will get their amazing vitamin C serum and their luxurious neck treatment absolutely free with your order. Don't miss out on this incredible free trial offer. Call now, 800-731-1085. 800-731-1085. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to The Good Life with Forbes, Riley, and Charlie, where you receive a healthy dose of information you need with some fun. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. You're listening to The Good Life with myself, Charlie Fusco, and my lovely, lovely host, Forbes, Riley. I need think I need three lovelies. <laughs> you get more demanding every show, I tell you. Oh, well, you know what? It's because I'm so preoccupied with social media, I don't have enough time to do anything else. And I'm so excited that that's what we're focusing on today. You have no idea. I know. You're the social media queen. I just I didn't think we'd get through last uh, segment. Um, really excited about our next guest. Uh, she is the president of the marketing organization that just really continues to get accolade after accolade. Um, they do PR strictly, and she's pretty much at the forefront of a lot of social media and how people are using it personally, but even more importantly, in business. Um, Lindsay Carnett, you're joining us today on uh, The Good Life. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. All right. So I, I, can I, Charlie, I've got a big question here because I love my social media. As I said, I've got 40,000 fans on my Facebook page and I love the interaction. But to date, Lindsay, I think I have made zero dollars and invested oodles of hours. As a business owner, can you help me? You know, if you're not the Kardashians getting uh, $15,000 per tweet, then I think um, it will definitely help to have different offers that lead to your website. And you want to have links to your website in there because one way is to have consumers find you via social media, but you want to drive them back to your website so that they can make a purchase if you are a business owner, owner with a product. Okay, so let me ask you this. Facebook versus LinkedIn versus Twitter for you personally in terms of business, for anyone listening out there who's got a small business? My highest ROI has come from using LinkedIn. I've gotten a lot of different accounts. Some of my biggest accounts have come in through LinkedIn. So that's the biggest revenue driver for me is LinkedIn. Now, but wait, Lindsay, explain LinkedIn because some of our uh, listeners may not be familiar, but LinkedIn is really a business-to-business kind of social networking site. That's correct. Right? It's almost like an online resume. So you post, you know, your jobs, your college education, um, and you only have a spot for one photo, and you can do different updates on it. But it's really the most conservative platform of the social media platform that I like to use. Um, and it really is more for business to business. But now, Lindsay, you are the president of Maven Public Relations. And so you do deal with a lot of companies that want business to business. They want to get clients. LinkedIn's a great place. But Forbes, I think you're looking to to find out how do you sell the most products or get most people to come in and, and find a spin gym, for example. Um, sure. LinkedIn that, isn't that. That's best through Facebook because you can do a lot of product contests and get the awareness up through Facebook more than you can for LinkedIn. A lot of consumers aren't 
necessarily on LinkedIn to be purchasing products, whereas on Facebook, if you can be heavily promoting a product and do a contest or get people involved that way, for some of our clients, um, they actually see the Facebook traffic as one of the highest sources of traffic to their website. Interesting. That is interesting. So do you recommend, so contest is an interesting idea, which I've just started to understand. What other ways, because I have to tell you, I do have 40,000 fans on Facebook. I've got 5,000 friends on pages. I believe that my friends and fans really don't like when I talk about selling something. There's so much more of a response when I talk about a recipe or a, a celebrity or ever, anything else except, hey, by the way, go to my website. They get really like nothing. Sure. Well, that's typical. And you do have to change it up because one of the worst things that you can do on social media is just you know, try and cram a product down somebody's throat and then they're going to unfriend you or unlike you and, you know, or unfollow you. So it is good that you are focusing on recipes and other fun things. Um, but like I said, contests are a good way to promote that sort of activity. And maybe in order to participate in the contest, they have to be doing something with your product. So they would have to go purchase your product, even participate in the contest, or maybe they win your product as a result of the, winning the contest. You know, that's, you know, that's actually interesting. So let me run an idea by you because maybe someone else can glean something from this because it's not just, well, I know it's interesting, but what if I had a contest Would this kind of a thing make sense to you in your world? So I got a friend who's got a travel agent who gets great discount trips. If I offered some sort of really amazing prize and you had a post using the spin gym in an exotic mm-hmm. location, would that? Yeah, because, yeah, it's a good um, combination of two different themes. So, I mean, you still get your spin gym activity and the branding and and it still ties in, but then it ties in the travel part of things too. So I think that's a great idea. And I've seen that work well for other people with exercise equipment as well. You know, Lindsay, let me ask a couple of questions. You know, I'm a, a television girl. That's where I've spent my last 12 years is producing infomercials for television. I do a lot in radio and print. And those are what a lot of people would consider antiquated mediums you know now it's like if you're not doing online video and you're not on facebook you're kind of doing old school marketing your agency um really focuses a lot on you know getting people on good morning america and the today show and in usa today and new york times and really getting them on these the doctor shows um Mm -hmm. how does our old school media really feed into the social media i mean is there a definite line where they meet or are they two separate? Yeah, well, it definitely is integrated. And I have a perfect example. We just got a client. They have a quirky baby product called Papilla. It's a pacifier sterilizer company. We just got them on the Today Show. But the way that we got them on the Today Show is kind of through the back door. And that happened through social media. So what we do as a strategy um, on social media is we follow and we interact with media on social media. So this is how the media knew about all of the media placements that we have been earning for this one particular client. And they have watched our press releases go out because we tweet them and we post them on social media, on Facebook, et cetera. And so the bump.com came to us and they said, hey, I've seen all of this news about Papilla. What is it? We have an editor who's going on the Today Show and we want to feature this as one of the new quirky, cool products for moms. And so that's how we got on the Today Show. Right. So they probably didn't make any sales on Facebook, but they probably got a lot of sales to their website because they were on the Today Show. That's correct. And so they it's a long got way around. distribution out of it, too, from diapers.com, for example, and added orders from their existing retailers. Right. So they did make money using social media. Correct. It's just you got to... more indirect. So, Lindsay, let me ask you. So, you know, small business owners, women starting a second career... You know, Forbes talked earlier about how much time she spends on social media. I won't even tell you about how much time I spend. (laughs) Is there a better way? Because I carry my phone around, so I'm constantly in line at the grocery store tweeting or checking my Facebook. I never have downtime. Is there a better time when people are more pliable to social media? Again, it depends who your audience is. You know, if you're looking for the working crowd, you should probably do it after work, probably after they've settled down, probably like think prime time, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. or to 11 p.m. Um, and then same sort of thing, like, you know, maybe it's during lunchtime. Um, if you have a product that is targeting people that like scary movies, maybe it's like 
1 a.m. or 3 a.m. or, you know, you have to figure out who it is that you want to talk to and then when they want to listen to you. Um, but in terms of utilizing your time to be tweeting or be posting on Facebook or updating your LinkedIn profile, there are actually tools that you can use that are pre-programmed so that way you're not, you know, spending your time doing it so that you can pre schedule posts to go out when you want them to go out. Sure, absolutely. You know what I think is interesting? And Forbes, I don't know if you've been playing around, but I've been on Pinterest lately trying to, you know, sort of figure that out. I actually found the bathing suit I'll be wearing this summer on Pinterest. Um, I had done the normal shopping channels. I, you know, I went to all the normal sites we do and I thought, God, I can't find one that I'm going to trust to order online. I went to Pinterest and there's all sorts of stuff and I finally, I clicked on the perfect one. It told me which website. I saw the reader's comments and went there, and it was the first time that I'd ever seen how Pinterest could um, be a social media exchange like that. Wait, uh, Charlie, Charlie, you're going to wear that, that thong again? <laughs> I couldn't have, I, no, I couldn't do the thong this year. No, 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 no thong. <laughs> no thong. <laughs> but I'm wondering, is Pinterest a, a fad out there, or is it something else where people are starting to engage because... Um, you know, it's it's more of a choice. Is that something where, you know, Forbes and Spin Gym might find some good results as yeah, opposed so to we're, LinkedIn? We're seeing great results with Pinterest with our clients, especially consumer products, because you can have some fun around the creation of your boards. So you could do um, Spin Me Skinny or, um, you know, you can make some fun titles for your different boards. So we're doing this for a pet supplement client of ours, and we have, you know, fun, some fun stuff about dogs. So, you know, what we do is we make about five different boards, and then we see how many pins we got on it, and it's, it works out really well for us, and, and it ties in with the whole social media engagement. So it's, it's a good new piece of the social media platform. Um, I have one last question. We're going to be interviewing Jessica Brookshire in the next segment, and she's actually going to be talking about media and social media and how it's affecting kids in schools, uh, the bullying problem, and and really a lot of the dangers of these social networks that businesses are thriving under. Uh, do you see any danger for businesses um, in the social media world? Um, I think that you should just be really cognizant of what you're posting and the implications it has to different audiences. Um, you know, you hear about a uh, drink responsibly, tweet responsibly, uh, you know, never do any social media while under the influence is one thing. So, you know, think about what kind of photos you have up there. Think about what the content is and, um, you know, just, Keep that in mind that that's how people are going to perceive you and your business. Uh, that's great advice. And we want to encourage anybody listener out there that if you've thought about using social media for your business, uh, Maven Public Relations, really, you do have a lot to offer in this. And I think you've proven that on this show. So we'll make sure that we get everyone um, there. And I think we're going to see you in cyberspace. Look out for my tweets, ladies. Absolutely. Right. Thanks, Lindsay. Appreciate your time. We're going to come right back here with more on The Good Life. We're talking with Jessica Brookshire and the problem of bullying and cruelty in schools and how social media is perpetuating it we're, we're, or so not. I'm tweeting all of this. Brookshire. Okay, I got it. <laughs> we'll be right back with more on The Good Life. Stay with us. If you're one of the millions of people who have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or are overweight, don't join the club. It's time to leave that club. Heart Factors Plus is an all-natural supplement with ingredients proven to help lower blood pressure, cholesterol, improve blood flow, and even improve your sex life. Here is what Heart Factors users say. Hi, this is John from New Jersey, and I'm 42 years old, and I ordered your bottle of Heart Factors because of my high blood pressure. Last spring, it was 134 over 93. Now my blood pressure is 120 over 82, and the doctor got me off the medication. This stuff is really good and without any side effects. John dropped his blood pressure over 10 points and without the medication side effects. See if Heart Factors will work for you. Try it now free for a full 30 days. Call 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. If Heart Factors doesn't work for you, you never pay. It's that easy. Call now and get your 30-day trial. 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
You're listening to The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie, where you receive a healthy dose of information you need with some fun. Now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Good Life here with Charlie and Forbes. You know, we've been talking about social media, social interaction, and I'm very excited about our next guest, who Charlie and I both met a number of months ago at an event, which, by the way, I think Charlie just highlights that you got to get out of your own space and go network. You never know what's going to come out of it. Yeah, I think, and that's one point. We talked a lot about in the program, you know, tweeting and LinkedIn and Facebooking and um, Pinteresting and all these things. But the truth of it is, is that the real magic of relationships happens when you meet somebody face to face. And then you can go back and tweet them all day long. But uh, really getting out there and making yourself the old fashioned way socially acceptable, you know, where people have to look you in the face, I think that's still to this day going to be the best way to build relationships. I completely agree. And you know what's interesting? I now have two nine-year-olds and all of a sudden I'm back in third grade mentally. I'm listening to my daughter talk about, you know, oh, so-and-so said this and she's not my best friend anymore and she's bullying me. Around. It's, it's bizarre. And I started to remember all those things and reasons that we pick on people, whether yes. they're short, they're fat. My, my daughter's got a best friend who's in a wheelchair. And I said to my daughter, because she's very, very tall, she's the size of a 12-year-old and all the kids are literally about half her height right now, which is challenging. Yeah. And I've really worked on what it takes to be her own person. But I said, McKenna, I said, it's really bizarre about kids, but they seem to want to pick on anything. It doesn't matter. If you're too pretty, they'll pick on you. Too skinny. It doesn't really matter. But that thing about bullying has really kind of gotten out of hand and I think escalated. And that's what we're going to focus on in this next segment. Yeah, absolutely. Because so much of it does revolve around social media. And one thing that I think you'll hear from our expert, um, we'll introduce her in just a moment, is that, you know, what is different about bullying now than when I grew up or when you grew up? I mean, it literally today, bullying was on the front page of USA Today. When I grew up, you didn't even talk about bullying. Look at all the movies made back then where you'd get bullied and you wouldn't tell your parents. You'd run home the other way. I mean, I wore... This might go under the TMI uh, section of our show. So if you're fragile, please cover your ears, listeners. But um, from fourth grade until almost sixth grade, I wore duct tape around my breasts every day at school because I was already almost a C cup and I didn't want to get made fun of. And my mom was all about making me wear bras. So I figured out if I could just duct tape myself, I could get away with three days of duct tape before I had to switch it. And it would keep me padded down so that I wouldn't have to deal with the bullying of being the only girl who had, in my father's so sophisticated way, flowered. My visual just went to how the heck did you get that off without screaming? I did. It was not easy. And how my mom found out about it and how I got into a lot of trouble was she came in one day where I just couldn't get the duct tape off and it was like all red and all these things. And she was like, didn't believe my story that I was duct taping myself down. She thought something else was going on. And the truth of it was, I didn't want to deal with the comments, but that was so minor compared to what goes on now. Yeah. Wow. But, But you know what? It's interesting. And everybody listening, especially for moms and dads, it doesn't matter what the minor is when you're little, it's your entire world. It's at least a size C problem. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, before we bring on Jessica, I want to give you a little bit of a tip. We did meet her. Um, She is a remarkable person, and she is right now probably the leading expert in the U.S. on bullying, and she's probably the only expert on bullying who's living in the schools, in the auditoriums, in the hallways, and talking to kids and social workers and teachers and parents. So she really does have the inside scoop, and a lot of what she gets to talk about is social media. So Jessica Brookshire, welcome to the program. Hello. Good. How are you? I'm, you know, I'm great. And it's funny because the last time I talked to you was I saw you on stage talking and it was very, very compelling. You have a lot to share. Well, thank you. So a little bit of background for those listening. Jessica, um, don't don't hold it against her. She's got this accent. She's from the South. (laughs) Um, So you'll have to listen. And she also was um, in the Miss Alabama pageant for three years. And that's actually the start for you, wasn't it? It was. That's how I started my organization, was part of my community service work in Miss America. Well, now you talk about that you were a victim of bullying. Can you share with us what that looked like? I was. I was teased the entire time I was in school. A lot of it was just feeling like I didn't fit in. It was social exclusion, um, mind games, the girl drama, cattiness, and then it escalated to name-calling. I was teased for being ugly, which is what's ironic about me competing in Miss Alabama. A lot of people don't believe that I was bullied because that's the reason I was bullied was for being ugly. 
Isn't that funny? My daughter, literally, because she's so tall, she walks around because her dad's six six and, a, and an athlete, a professional athlete. And she's like, Mom, wait till these girls find out when I'm in high school and I'm getting a scholarship to college because I'm an athlete. I'm like, you go, girl. Hang on to that. Yeah, absolutely. It is so hard, too. Um, what, what girls and boys go through in that gangly stage. And, you know, you said it earlier, almost anything can be picked on. You're too ugly, you're too fat, you're too gangly, you're too tall, you're too short, you have an accent. I mean, you can pick on somebody for anything. Now, Jessica, you've now gone into um, numerous, numerous schools over the last three years. You've talked to hundreds of thousands of students. And you came out with a message that I don't think that America was ready to hear. You went in thinking you were going to break, you know, teach people how to stop fighting on the playground, but really... What you're saying is that social media is more of the bully than we think. It really is. Um, social media to me as an adult now is a double-edged sword. What makes social media great is exactly what makes it awful. What makes social media great for us is the fact that everything is worldwide in an instant. But that's also what's awful because when it gets into the hands of kids who don't have the discretion to see that final consequence or don't know enough to care about the final consequence, you get bullying that's worldwide in an instant. Um, the biggest problem with social media is that kids don't get to go home and get away from their bullies anymore. When I got off the bus every day, I left my bullies there. But now our kids go home and if they're sitting at dinner with their cell phone in their pocket, well, they've got their bully right there in their pocket texting them and when they go to bed at night if they have a computer in their room their bullies in their bedroom and they don't get a good night's sleep the stress is 24 7 and they don't get a break from it now you told a story I found incredibly powerful about the kid in the back of the class who had something in his bag can you share that with us um I had a child in um one of my assemblies and he was very nervous when he raised his hand to ask the question and he was kind of stuttering and not asking it very clearly so I asked him to come up to the front and ask me face to face so that I could hear him better and I put the microphone down just in case he was nervous about his classmates hearing it he said what if you've been bullied for so long that you're just sick of it and you can't take it anymore so I I brought a gun today and I'm, I'm gonna take care of this I'm gonna fix it because it, it hurts me too bad and I said, you did? And he said, yeah, it's, um, it's in my backpack. And he nodded over to where he had been sitting in the assembly. And so that scared me to death to realize that there was a gun in my assembly with a child who did intend to use it. And here I am, the bullying lady. So thinking on my toes, I asked him to stay with me. I realized at that time that he was special needs. And I said, well, would you like to help me answer questions? And he was like, oh, I would love that. So he took the microphone away from me and he was fielding my questions and became the moderator. And I was able to keep him up there with me until I could get him to a school resource officer to keep the situation as safe as possible. And it did turn out that he did, in fact, have a gun in his backpack. So what's really crazy about this is why we all need to be aware of what's going on and supportive is that him shooting somebody might not have even been the kid who was bullying. It could be your child sitting next to that kid. So this is a real issue. And I do think that all the parents need to perk up and really listen to this and maybe even send the link to their friends who are having an issue so you can hear this show, you can maybe reach out to Jessica, you can really get involved and understand that this is a powerful issue and it seems to be getting worse. Is that true? That's absolutely true. I gotta jump in here because I don't think that most parents know as much about social media as their parents, as their kids do. No, how they are don't. you supposed to jump in and protect your kid when you can't even figure out me included how to reset your Twitter password sometimes. Right. So, you know, what do parents do? It's like their kids are smarter. They're evolving faster online. Kids are smarter than we are, and they, they continually will be because they're growing up with technology. They're more comfortable with it. It's second we're nature. we're getting older. I know. They, they even make, I feel old when I'm around <laughs> these kids. So, and, and they do know more than us, but that just means that parenting has now become a whole different kind of monster. It's a nut, not that parenting wasn't a full-time job before, but as a parent, you now have a full-time job just trying to keep up with your child. And so it's your job to educate yourself. The worst thing I hear from parents is, oh, I'm not a Facebook parent. If your child's on Facebook, welcome to Facebook. You're now a Facebook parent. Get on there. Click every button. Read the policies. Play with the privacy settings. See what it is that Facebook can and cannot do. There's tons of blogs and stuff out there for parents that can educate you and help you with things like that. And that's up to you to educate yourself. Jessica, you're involved with an organization called One Word Nation. Um, tell us about that quickly and how you feel that's going to help with the social media problem and bullying in our children. 
One Word Nation is an organization that seeks to teach the power of one word because to me it just takes one word to ruin a day and it takes one word to make a day better. It can take one word to change a life and that means the life of someone else or your own. If you don't like something about yourself or your life, well, all it takes is one word to start that change. And so One Word Nation seeks to empower people, especially children, to learn the power of their words, to understand the consequences of their words, and to teach our society, reteach our society how to be nice through the use of one word, especially through social media because social media has really re-empowered the use of words in and of themselves. Absolutely. And it's funny how many words you use in social media now. You know, LOL is probably one of the most widely used words in social media. And um, I never knew what it meant. I thought it, <laughs> I thought it meant um, laugh out loud, but my son says it means something different now. I thought it meant laugh out loud too. It doesn't now. He won't tell me what it means. What does it mean? Okay. Um, that's scary. Any ideas? Is it, <laughs> is, it, is it dirty? You know, I saw one of those funny, like, text message threads. It's like parents shouldn't text or something. And it was between a mom and her kids. And she said, your aunt died this morning, LOL. And the child sent back, why is that funny? And laugh out loud, me, LOL means laugh out loud. And the mom sent back, oh, I thought it meant lots of love. I have to go. I have to call all of our relatives. Oh, <laughs> That is actually <laughs> there you so. go. So I don't know. But Jessica, thanks so much for joining us. And, you know, there's a lot to be had. If you've got kids, if you need help, uh, log on to OneWordNation.com. Jessica's got some tools and stuff on there. And it is a real a real, uh, you know, we say it's a real problem only because we don't understand how to control it. And that's probably the key. We're going to be talking a lot more about social media in just a minute because there's so much more to talk about. But we need a break. Uh, right now, let our sponsors talk to us, and we'll be right back with more here on The Good Life. Stay with us. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Ladies, if you are worried about fine lines and wrinkles on your face and would like to get rid of them, then let me tell you about Esotique the amazing all-natural collagen builder from Chamonix. Esotique is packed with pure antioxidants and natural collagen builders, so it doesn't hide wrinkles like other products. It effectively treats wrinkles, so your skin will be younger, healthier, and softer than ever before. And now is the perfect time to try Esotique, because for a limited time, you can try it free for 30 days. That's right, this incredible skincare is yours to try free at home for a whole month. Call 800-731-1085, 800-731-1085, and just pay shipping today. But wait, call in the next 20 minutes and Chamonix will include not one, but two free gifts. You will get their amazing vitamin C serum and their luxurious neck treatment absolutely free with your order. Don't miss out on this incredible free trial offer. Call now, 800-731-1085, 800-731-1085. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie, where you receive a healthy dose of information you need with some fun. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is our final segment here on The Good Life. Charlie, I have to tell you, I learned a lot this show, and... I think that's one of the reasons that we love doing it and have such a great listener base. If you guys out there have any questions or things that you want to hear, we're trying to really tailor the shows to be current, important, and I mean, this to me, I love these hours. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot to, to be talked about and, and a lot that our listeners get out of this. More importantly, you and I get a lot out of it. So, you know, we can be as self-indulgent as we want all day long. Well, you know what's funny? At the end of the day, I, I do think that that's kind of what matters. <laughs> it is what matters. That's what my husband says all the time. Honey, you live for self-indulgency. Well, and but you know, but we're on an exploration because I think when we find things, we're both moms. We're both at a certain age. We're both living in the real world. We're businesswomen. There's a lot of things that interest me, and I have to think that it must interest a lot of other people. I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, I, social media is a crutch for me because it's the only thing that keeps me sane when I'm bored, when oh. I, I'm in a meeting or when I'm doing something I don't want to do. What did we do as adults when we had to go and do things that we didn't want to do? How did we make it through that? We played Pong. We had one choice, Pong. Pong. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? It's actually, I think, I have no idea what we did before, but I'm also late night addicted. I 
you know what? I'm loving Facebook to no end. I really like this interaction. I like seeing people's pictures and thoughts and I go on other people's pages. I'm discovering though that I'm maybe a little addicted. Maybe. And, and what do you consider addicted? Like, is there a number of posts that you do that means that you're addicted or that uh, you have to check it every five minutes? I think it's just time spent. Okay. Um, I think at some point I didn't realize I had this much extra time. And you have to be careful. I just, I don't know. I, 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 but also, I lead a very solitary life. And I think a lot of us, are, people are always amazed, like, oh, my God, Forbes really answered me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sitting in a green room at HSN. I've got an hour to kill. My makeup is done. There's nothing to do but wait. You're in an right. airport. There's nothing. And like you said, what else did we do? I did a lot of Sudoku. <laughs> you know what? It is funny. And there's a lot of ways to multitask. I mean, if you have a smartphone, you could be social media all the time. And, you know, I don't have as much free time because I don't get to go to the green room. I get to sit in business meetings all day. Um, and But when I do have the time, you know, lying at a grocery store, waiting for my kids to pick them up at school, doing the laundry, whatever it is that we're doing, those are times to interact. And I think those are good uses of your time. If you're doing it for business, going back to uh, what we heard Lindsay talking about it, it is easy to tweet a website for your business or to update a Facebook or to set up the automatic things. And so I think what's interesting is how do we make social media enrich our lifestyle? And I think part of it is figuring out the most efficient way to do it and how to execute it and how to have fun with it. And then the other part is how to how to step away, how to know when it's really time to go outside or you know, have the girlfriends over instead of talk to the girlfriends. Oh man, I, I, I love that. I, there is no comparison, but I do find that multitasking thing. It just, I, I'm, I must be addicted to this because I can watch television or, you know, as long as I'm not talking to my kids, I do have to learn to get off of it because they're trying to set an example. My son plays too many video games as it is. It's like, don't sit in front of the computer. My other thought, email is not considered social media, right? No, it's not. Uh, it's not. And you know what's funny is um, I, I wonder if texting is considered social media. I don't think so <clears throat> because you're not generating it. But it's funny how now you can pass pictures and videos through text. But wait, wait, hey, help me out for a second because I am a little bit older here. If Are you supposed to answer every email and every text? Is Pick up the phone. I have people yelling at me going, I texted you yesterday. You didn't. I'm like, you didn't respond. I'm like, I get as a business person 500 emails a day. I don't know how to. I missed the class in college on how to handle and manage all of this. Yeah, see, I have the other problem. I answer every text and, and most emails, and I always have to get the last word in. So if you say, like, you know, bye on a text, I have to say bye back. And then if you say bye again, I have to come up with, okay, fine, goodbye. And then if you say, fine, talk to you later, like, it goes on and on. So at one point, I have to say, okay, we're done, which comes across rude. Okay, so do you go back on a regular basis and delete it? Do you have somebody else who deletes your, like, inane conversation part, like the buys? Forbes, you know me very well. You know I can't let anybody into my email deleting anything. I would get in so much trouble. I have to personally delete everything and manage it. It's it's actually kind of funny, isn't it? It is. There's a, you know, going back to what's appropriate to write and what's not appropriate. I think that's another learning curve is what what you put into an email is going to come back to bite you if you're not careful. Certainly has bit me. I will tell you a funny story. At my own personal expense, I just want my listeners to understand how much I care about your entertainment. So, you know, I book guests for this show a lot with Tim, really. Tim says, Charlie, we need these guests, or what do you want to do, or you didn't like the last guest, and so I have to come up with ideas. And so we're going to be doing a show on um, juicing and cleansing and detoxifying very soon, and so we're trying to come up with guests for it. So um, I have a client named Michael, and I have a, a girlfriend named Michelle. I had just recently texted both of them, so they were both on my phone in the texting thing near at the same thing. So I had just texted Michael a confirmation for a date that he's coming to see me at the office and, a, and I'm at a stoplight. And so I go to text my girlfriend, Michelle, two questions, literally says two questions. First one is, where do you get your colonic? And the second one was, do you want to go play racquetball at 8.30? I looked down and they went to Michael. No, I did recently did that. That's embarrassing. Now, as soon as I did that, I went, there's no way in hell he's going to buy that I'm trying to book a radio show for Tim for a cleansing thing. My girlfriend gets colonics all the time like they're going out of style, so I wanted to use her guy as our expert, but I couldn't type all that at a red light. So I don't even get a chance to hit retract before Michael writes back in capital letters, wow. Then there's a long dead pause in which I have to fill in the blanks going, no, no, really, it's for a radio show. Please disregard. It went to Michelle and just getting myself into more trouble. I'm totally beat red. 
And then the next email comes back, wow, times two. They're the text. And at this point, I just want to crawl into a hole and die because here's a client who now thinks that I'm trying to get a clonic at the same time as going to play racquetball. Um, went on and on like this. So finally, I had to cease the conversation. I couldn't start with that, like, I'm going to end this one. I get my girlfriend on the phone, and I'm mortified, and I'm telling her this, thinking she's going to come to my aid and, like, make me feel better. She had to hang up the phone because she was laughing so hard she was choking. Oh, that's so funny. So what do you do then? What do you do when you you text or you social media blunder and your business world and your personal world collide? How do you recover from these things in social media? Because I don't think I can recover from the colonic comment. I'm just telling you that right now. There's something so much worse you could have said. So listen, our show grows because of social media. So make sure you, whether you like us or don't like us, please talk about us. We just want to be talked about. Wait, um, wait, we do. We do actually care what you say. Don't still say inane things. But. Well, yeah, try to be nice. I mean, it is social media. Be nice to us. But, you know, definitely stir the conversation. We are controversial on that show. We talk about controversial topics and we have controversial guests. We want your opinion. But this show grows because of you and it grows because you talk about this show and spread this message with other people. So that's what we can encourage. And next week, tune in to find out where Charlie and Forbes are getting their colonics. I'm not getting a colonic, damn it. It was a radio show booking. Okay, I did yesterday. And my nine-year-old twins stayed in the room to watch. Stay tuned for that episode. We'll have to be ending this show on the account of we are now officially out of time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Good Life, folks. <laughs> we'll be back next week with more on Forbes' colonic. Bye. Thank you again for tuning in to The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie. Make sure you join Forbes Riley and Charlie Fusco again next Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we talk again, have an exciting week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.